Hello, everyone, and welcome to Show Hoppers. Today we are covering Ozark Season 2, Episode 8, The Big Sleep. I am tired for The Big Sleep. Are you tired, Kurt? I don't know. I was recording a podcast with Borat. For, <laughs> for The Big Sleep? Are you tired for The Big Sleep? I don't know. Okay, I, I I said it to you already. The big sleep sounds like a very threatening statement of like <laughs> sleeping does. with the fishes. Yeah, uh, someone that doesn't quite know English as their first language. The big sleep. Yes. Well, I should probably introduce us. I am Mr. Sal, high school science teacher, here with a former student of mine, Kurt, who you just heard talking about the big sleep. We are big fans of Ozark. We've both watched Ozark through the end of season three. This is a rewatch for us, but we will keep it spoiler free for you in case this is your first viewing of Ozark. We will at the end of this, for those of you who are rewatching Ozark, go into the spoiler zone, but we'll give you fair warning when we get there. So you can feel free to listen spoiler free until we give that warning. We are anxiously awaiting the drop of season four, which has not yet. It's been announced that it's happening by Netflix. It has not yet been announced when it is happening. So. We're hoping we get all this covered before then, and I think that we will because we are. We only have two. Well, this episode plus two more in season two of Ozark. Yeah, Pretty amazing. Recapped and ten, so thirteen more episodes after this. Fourteen, including yeah. this. Speaking of numbers of episodes, Kurt, I want to congratulate you and wish you a happy anniversary because today, this is not an anniversary. I take that back. So, this podcast right now. Ozark season two, episode eight, The Big Sleep, is our 100th podcast. Thank you. I accept your congratulations. I felt that I did a lot of uh, did a lot of recording, and I'm happy to be a part of this endeavor. Hopefully, one day you two can reach a milestone as I have. <laughs> okay. Well. Have you been on every podcast? I can't quite remember. Have you? Yes, so have you. you have. We've also been oh. on every podcast. Well, if you've been on every We've single bo- one, then you've also had 100. I hit oh. 100 as well. Congratulations. Yes. Congrats. Thank Are you. Sure? You were on every single one? Are you sure? Everyone. Everyone. Congratulations okay. to us. I'm a little skeptical on that, but I'll take your word for it. We did I it. Checked it all of them. Yeah. Congrats. Very- <laughs> Congratulations on our ongoing dedication to talking no, about no, television. No, 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 Congratulations to you, Mr. Sal, please. Okay. I, I accept. I accept. Okay. Okay. Well, let's talk about Ozark Season 2, Episode 8. Let's see here. My guess with this one for you is as per that tradition. You, tradition. As is per tradition, I'm going to guess your rating. Attempt mm. to By guess the way, my rating. By the by the way, Kurt, I, I have to say, we post every week, every podcast drop, we post this scaled rating grade. I mean, it's still kind of out of date now, right? It's <laughs> kind of out of date. And I have to say, I'm pretty sure you climbed up to my level. I did not dip down to yours. No, yeah, no, I certainly yeah, no. That <laughs> the scale is certainly out of date. Yeah, um, you whether we upgrade the scale or we keep it for posterity's sake, that's that's its own thing. But the scale is not accurate. I will I will admit to that. But you know what? Not every scale is accurate. Your bathroom Fair scale. Enough. Trust me, it's just not accurate. Don't trust it. I, oh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no. So that that thing adds a solid twenty pounds. Yeah, it can't it can't be true. <laughs> I just had one extra slice. I swear. So. <laughs> All right. 
guess the rating guess the rating hmm well i'm thinking that i don't know how you feel about that opening because the opening is kind of what they do where they show you something that happens later in the episode except that it happens immediately afterwards in the episode uh i think we, we end in a cliffhanger which is kind of we, we don't frequently end in such a big cliffhanger as this it's like we actually end this episode not knowing if the snells are alive or dead and that is not something that ozark does very frequently so that's interesting uh well i'll tell you what though Cade has never been a bigger jerk as he than he was in this episode so so i and i know that you have this unfounded affection for Cade. Look at so you. I, you a straw man, Mr. Sal, picks the picks the, the best time to strike. Are you like a cobra? You, you've been sitting. What are you talking waiting. about? What do you mean? I mean, look at last episode, right? Even yeah. the episode before, right? Cade, yeah. best father in the Ozarks. Oh god. And then he gets one little slip up and suddenly he's the worst. Hmm. Hmm. We'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah, we will. But I, so I think you may have been heartbroken to see your Katie go get like this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that may have been enough to get you to knock this episode down to an eight. I'm going to say you picked it, you gave this an eight. Before I reveal my rating, can I guess your rating? Yeah, sure. Wendy, strong, Marty, weakish. You give 10. Wait, what? I, I feel like you're speaking in Tarzan language. I did. You gave it a 10. You gave it a 10. Oh, okay. All right. So who reveals what? I, I gave it a 10. So You gave this a 10? <laughs> really? I could tell you haven't given this a 10 or you have. I have not. I have not <laughs> given it. I, I, I thought about giving this an 8. I gave it a 9. But oh, this is... This, this is, is a like ooh. bottom half of the season for me. Okay, can we can we refer back to last episode where yeah. you considered it the best? Dare I say the best episode of Ozark so far? Uh, no, wait, that wasn't the last episode. Last episode okay. I gave a nine. Outer Darkness. No, Outer Darkness was not right. the last. Outer Darkness. One, one way out. You're right. Yes, one yes, it was last episode. Uh, one way out. I gave a ten and thought thought it might be the best episode of Ozark. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Better than Game Day. Yeah. No, you're ridiculous. The from there on out is when I knew you were crazy. I, I'm pretty shocked. You gave this episode a ten. I gave it a ten. Maybe my lowest ten. Probably my lowest ten, but ten. I like it. Wow. Huh. We are divergent in this uh, second part of the season here. We agreed yeah. ten ten on Game Day, but since then six, seven, eight. We're we're divergent, man. What's happening to us? Well, some of us are wrong, and I'm right, so we can. So here's here's I'll give you a little bit of an explanation as to why I I think this is one of the weaker episodes of the season. I, I rank this sixth this season. So I I do love the shifting dynamic of Marty and Wendy. Like everything you said about the Marty and Wendy stuff is just scrumptious. I I love it so much. It, it's it's fantastic. I love seeing the deterioration of the Snells. Mm-hmm. I might be happy with Cade's descent into being the worst, if you concede that he is the worst. But 
<laughs> we'll see about that. Uh, Kate, Kate, uh, the Kate and Ruth stuff is actually really good. I, I, I do enjoy that too. Where I think this episode takes a hit, two things. I don't like this opening. Really? I love I this opening. I don't, I don't like it at all. I Why? Think it's, it's, I think it's gimmicky and I think it's out of character for this show. I loved this opening. Come on, have I a little think fun. This, That's the opening. No, listen, I think this opening could have been done exactly like they usually do this stuff. They show, you know, they show us Rachel passing out. And then we just and, continue on from there. Yeah, and then and then we go back and we see all the stuff in sequence. And I, I didn't need this this now 30 minutes before, three hours before, it's one so day before, cool. two days before, Come three on. days before, four nights before. It's seven different scenes. It's just I I I, I was not a fan of that. And I also think the stuff with Wilkes. You know what? This probably is, right? Uh -huh. It's like I like to imagine gets to divide by three. And someone went, you know, I'm not going to divide by three. I'm going to multiply by a third. And you go, that's what's the point? That's not, that's why not just divide by three? That's not like, that's just <laughs> terrible. Like, this is, this is basically, you know, you're already, come on, right? Multiplying by a third. Uh, it, it's I, a little unique. It's a little out there, but it's fun. Love to multiply uh, fraction. I, I thought I, I, I was not, I was not a huge fan of that. And, and even more than that, the stuff with Wilkes to me was, a little wonky when i say wonky do you know what i mean by wonky i can see what you mean from the perspective of like zacks are somewhat obfuscated but we do know wilkes uses money from his charity and mm -hmm. i feel like if you're confused like what, what part are you confused about him afraid to take the money no i i, I just feel like there's fact, a i lot love of... that part of this episode i love that part of the episode of like when like wendy taking the torch right or the baton oh, uh, yeah absolutely like Wendy... and even when she confronts wilkes at the end and like you know haha i have you now i gave you the cheese touch as well we're in it together <laughs> the cheese touch <laughs> i've touched us at the same time so now we both have the cheese touch so so i love the scene where she confronts wilkes about it it's just like the 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 idea of taking this dirty money and somehow setting up like a, a donation to him that's so, for so, for whatever reason illegal for him to take which i still thought i don't i don't know cartel how. money he doesn't know that though that's the point will even says that i didn't know it's cartel money and then uh, wendy responds yeah but do you think the fbi is going to believe that and when they look into your stuff they're going to see how you're siphoning money from your own charity like you know so even if even if he doesn't get in trouble right. for that, them looking into him will get him in trouble. So either that is too cumbersome for <laughs> okay. There are two ways to go with, with all this following the money stuff. Either it's too it's it's too cumbersome and people what? are gonna be confused by it, or you they have confused. to listen, I understand <laughs> it. That, or they or they have to dedicate too much time explaining it, which is what I feel like they did. And I'm just i just no, i'm not a fan of that right, how do you feel about the rachel stuff i disagree with that i think it's fine the rachel I stuff have... is fine i like the rachel stuff okay. yeah rachel, rachel's story was good uh, like really the, the only my only knock on this is the opening and the Wilkes stuff i describe i love i love the opening i even wrote in my notes wow what a unique cool opening mr sal i'll, I'll, I'll give you the part. unique part i'll give you the unique part <laughs> you're not gonna give me the cool part no, did not think it was cool. 
They even did like the, you know, but they kind of put like um the stockbroker thing. Like, hey, you should get a broker. And then the next scene, we see that he was told he should get a broker. Mm-hmm. Come on. Okay. Come on. Look at that. Look at that little like. Uh, Oh, so great. I, I don't even think they're talking about a broker though. I think they're talking about a money launderer. Like I, I think I so. Think yeah, yeah, they are. They're yeah. talking about a broker. Yeah, I don't know. Well, just... Mr. Sal, um, I'm disappointed that you gave this almost an eight, a nine. How can I get you to up this to a ten? Uh, you definitely can't get me to up it to a ten. You can probably get me to move it up the rankings, maybe, but I don't know. Okay. okay. I don't know. I I mean, I if I really just focus on the Marty Wendy stuff and the Ruth Cade stuff. I, I, I probably, you know, I, I do love this episode, but the, the, some of the other side stuff really kind of irritated me. The side stuff I didn't care. No, you know that? Everything. No, great episode all around. Even get to see some more Petty. Petty, probably my favorite character this season. Uh, okay. I'll say it. I'll peg, I'll, I'll put my flag in the sand right now. Right now, Petty's my favorite character. I see Petty, I get happy. Like, oh. Yeah, but this this episode he didn't really do too much. This episode, not too much, but I loved when I saw him. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Let's talk about the title, shall we? Okay. Let's talk about the title, "The Big Sleep." Yep. I think this title is mediocre at best. Could you explain the title to me? I don't quite understand what. I don't either. Really so, okay. yeah, so I, I mean. The there's 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 a couple of things. I mean, it could be that the big sleep is referring to exactly what you said in the and when we started this podcast that you know the sleep sleeps with the fishes. Although I don't think did anybody die in this episode? And maybe the Snells. We Amos. Amos. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot about Amos. Yep. So I guess I guess he died, but I don't think that you title an episode think, after yeah. a character that you've introduced and five minutes later killed. Yeah, so I, I don't I don't think that's the case. Uh, I can t- I know that Darlene, as she's spiking the heroin, has this quote that she says that involves sleep. What does she say? Oh, well, she that says, would definitely be a good one. She, she says, um, enlighten my eyes or I shall sleep the sleep of death. That could I don't be it. I, yeah, I don't like it, though. I don't like it if that if that's it I don't like it uh and the other and I guess the other thing is Marty's insomnia again uh so this is the second episode featuring Marty's insomnia uh the other being (laughs) having sleep in the title my dripping sleep so a bad title I can agree with you yeah not not a good title not a good title definitely definitely yeah (laughs) content content Contender for worst title this season? I don't know. We'll have to find out. Wait for the recap, folks. Okay, symbols. All right. I'm looking at the Z and I'm seeing pancakes. It is but pancakes. I'm pretty. I don't think they're. I think it's supposed to be French toast. Why? Because, well, because Patty is uh, in the diner, like just gushing over the French toast, and and I don't think there were pancakes featured anyplace uh, else. I, I assume I that scene. Be honest. Yeah, I just, pre- I never saw if there were pancakes in that scene. I just went, oh, that probably just meant like the diner scene. So were there pancakes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I mean, I I think they look like pancakes to me though. They do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I presume they're pancakes. That's what I thought they were. Sure. Okay. Well, I, I, but he talks about French toast, not pancakes. But do we see pancakes? What? Which brings me to our pick a side segment for the week. 
French toast or pancakes? No, I'm kidding. This is not our pick a side segment, but I am interested to know, do you have a preference, French toast or pancakes? I do. I do when I think about it. Okay. Would you like to share what that preference is? Do you want me to share my preference? I'm asking if you'd like to share your preference. Yeah, yeah, I would. I would. Pancakes. I think I prefer pancakes more. Ah, see, I prefer French toast. So I I thought about French toast. I do like French toast as well. Mm -hmm. I do like French toast. But the issue with French toast is I feel like you're just going to get more messy. And if I I were to make them, I could make both. Pancakes are less of a hassle to make, in my opinion. You're absolutely right. Pancakes are less of a hassle to make. But if you go to a restaurant and order, what are you ordering? Neither. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't don't, don't order... Pancakes or French toast is per like a breakfast food at like a Denny's or and I I don't know nah, I never go for like the sweet. Food. Well, those are the only two things on the menu, and you're starving. Which one do you order? Starving. <laughs> <laughs> okay, assuming they're the same portion size. Um, yes. Probably French toast then. Okay, mm. that was my but, question originally. The issue, well, no, the issue is like <laughs> the issue is like I don't like eating French toast with my hand. Like I feel like it's also more messy than pancake. And also, you can do more with pancakes, like chocolate chip pancakes. That beats French toast. Like, are we talking plain pancakes, plain French toast? Plain, plain, yes. That's unfair, because you don't hear about chocolate chip French toast. But you can hear about chocolate chip pancakes. You hear a lot of pancakes. Yeah, ra- raisin, ha- hey, raisin bread French toast. You don't hear about raisin pancakes. <laughs> I don't want raisin bread French toast. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Oh. No, 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 I think I think you gotta allow topics because that's that's like a big strength of the pancakes. So you're just you can't just you can't just limit the pancakes. You can't just limit something. It's like yeah, you know, let's do pancakes versus French toast, but the French toast doesn't get syrup, but the pancake does. Okay. Well, that's enough of this. So, so I, I don't know if we want to call that pancakes or French toast. It looks like pancakes, but he talks about French toast anyway. It's some sure. syrupy breakfast food with the syrup where the syrup makes a Z. And actually, I, I think that this letter is fantastic. This is, I could clearly see the Z here, and it was pretty cool. That it's in syrup. Yeah, it's great. Great lettering. Good on them. Okay. All right. Uh, a looks like a ski mask yeah do, do you so, see the a in this nope <laughs> do you? Like, i guess this is like symmetrical kind of like an a but like i don't yeah I don't this, is, see the this a. is that's the worst letter to me i feel like if they you see it at the bottom do, do you have a photo of it uh no oh okay then i will not describe it but okay <laughs> basically well. i feel like they could have added it slightly to make it look more like an a but this symbol yeah it's fine yeah, I think I think it's a good symbol to have because it pays homage to the Ruth and a Kate stuff, which is oh, ab- when it's absolutely. Heist time. Symbol yeah, for think... symbol wise, but letter wise, I totally agree. Worst letter. Yeah, yeah, this is the worst looking letter, but I I think this is actually the best representation of the episode. Hold up. Okay. I would probably give that to the phone or the pancakes, though they both kind of tread on the same line. They're, they're the same line. scene. It's the same exact scene. And I think that scene's <laughs> really good because that's petty. <laughs> Why would, why would, why would the pancakes or French toast or whatever it is be a, the best representation here? The phone is clearly better. That's not me. I said it's both like, either one, I said either one of them because they both represent to me the same scene. No, there's no I either guess... one. If, if you're going to pick one of those, you pick the phone. Oh, pancakes are better. I, I, I don't know about that. Okay. So are the pancakes when... Petty kind of 
gives Marty his options, and then like the phone is Marty's choice, which is neither option. Here's your option, Petty. Yeah, I think I think that's the same scene. Yes. Well, no, they're different scenes because he meets Petty twice in the diner. But I think that Petty just raves about the French toast. You're right. In the you're scene. right. You're right. He does yeah. about the French toast in the second scene. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I maybe these pancakes were missing. Did the birds have pancakes for dinner again? They usually do have pancakes somewhere, but there were was they nothing... having pancakes for dinner. They, they no, they had breakfast though, and I don't know if they had pancakes or not. But regardless, the breakfast scene wasn't anything that was like groundbreaking. Yeah. So okay, I, well. I, I I'm I'm not I'm not a fan of of these symbols. The ski mask is the one I'm the biggest fan of. So we can talk about the R and the K. Though the R is the phone uh, that Marty uses to show Petty the video of his mother being given a hit of heroin by Helen's goon. Hey, <laughs> I know too. It's so messed up. I have to say, I did forget about this. Hey. And B makes Kaleidoscope a bit better. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a payoff know. to knowing Petty's mom. It's a payoff well, knowing Petty's mom. We know, you know, like it's. I I would not say it makes Kaleidoscope better. It's it's a little. It bit is it adds utility to the episode, but this is I mean, this is literally like a four second clip. That, yeah, but I, I'm, I, not, I'm gonna... not saying it makes it way better. Okay, but it does make it a little better. Okay. You want to call that utility, yeah. whatever you want to call it, with your fancy words, by all means. Okay. But. I I do love the word utility, by the way. I just think it's one of the most <laughs> underused words. I love it. I, you want to use your I, little fancy word, by all means. Uh, I won't stop you, but I think it adds the kaleidoscope a bit, and at least gave it. Some it, it does. I remember we questioned yes. why are we mm-hmm. seeing Petty and his mom, and you know what? Mm-hmm. Well, I think we can still ask that question. Um, I, at least there's some payoff to it a bit, right? Because we, you know, yeah. if we had seen this just out of the blue, they probably would have had to give us some more context before just showing us this. Others would have been like, okay, I guess it, this mom's a drug addict. But, you know, now we understand it more. We understand his, you know, how much he cares about his mom. Even back when he had his relationship in Kaleidoscope and his, you know, partner was kind of upset that his uh, mom was around. Mm-hmm. But Petty cares a lot about his mom and couldn't believe that she was ever using again and so on and so forth. So Petty's a soft spot for his mom. Okay. Yeah, He's no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with any of that. Yeah. I think that's that's fine. But and then the K is the fried chicken, which of course this we never worst. actually see in the episode. This is actually <laughs> just the worst. Like this is this is so hamstrung in. Like I understand it's trying to show the smells, but like maybe like the powder or something that Darling uses, like a mortar and pestle, would have been really oh, good. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, like yeah. why the drum? Like I know why they did the drumstick. They were what um. They were at a, yeah, they were at a fried chicken dinner for their yeah. like church or something. Church. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, and you never actually even saw the chicken. So yeah, was... how do we even know they had chicken? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It could have been like some other bird. Yeah. It's anyway. just fried chicken. Anyone can make fried chicken. <laughs> so according to Darlene, okay. Uh, it's so all overall, I think this is not a great set of symbols. No. No. Yeah. Two or repeats. The ski is okay. Bad lettering. Yep. The fried chicken, trash. I mean, it's a good K, but trash is like a the meaning yeah. behind it. Or just even just picking the picking, even picking the pancakes. Quite frankly, is kind of weak. Cause like, yeah, if it's, if it's French toast, fine, ish. Mm-hmm. He's raving about it, mm-hmm. but the phone just kind of makes it all mute. Like the phone, yeah, the phone trumps up. Yeah, 
exactly. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. All right. Weak well, symbols. weak symbols for one of the weaker episodes of the season. So. <laughs> Let's start running through the episode. Uh, this is this crazy beginning. Uh, Rachel has overdosed. This is uh, happening right now. Uh, 30 minutes before that, Rachel snorts the heroin, which, uh, I mean, I guess that makes sense. She is passed out on the floor. So, uh, three hours before that, there's we're at a gas station, and Rachel tries to buy Oxy from a dealer, a drug dealer, gets heroin instead. This is the heroin she's about to OD on. Uh, I gotta stop the you there, Mr. Sal. Uh, all you right. ever go in to buy something and they don't have what you're looking for, so you just mm-hmm. take whatever else they have? And can you think Sometimes, of an yeah. instance of this? Okay. Yeah. Can you think of an example? Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, I so uh, uh, my the cereal that I eat in the morning, yes. sometimes they don't have it, so I have a substitute cereal. Are you a Raisin Bran type of guy? No, Cheerios. Okay, continue on. Honey Cheerios okay. or just regular Cheerios? So they're, they're called Cinnamon Crunch Cheerios. So Cinnamon Toast Crunch with Cheerios. No, not, not Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cinnamon Crunch. They have like, uh, actually Cinnamon Oat Crunch. So they have like... Oh, Honey uh, Oats are really good too. Yeah, so they have like like Cinnamon Oats inside the Cheerio. So in the, in the hole in the Cheerio, there's like oats and cinnamon. It's delicious. Uh, but that sometimes they're out of that and in which in that case i get the the honey what's it called what's it called the honey honey oat cheerios which is the same thing but with honey instead of cinnamon okay okay fair enough yeah really so why are you asking me for substitute groceries i was just curious to if you had any good like selections okay do you so no not that i could think of off the top of my head (laughs) Okay. Well, there, I, yeah. there you go. I hope my Cheerios sufficed. Anyway, so Rachel, uh, oh, the, the guy that she gets the drugs from, Eddie, the day before that, we see him getting the heroin from Amos, right? Yes. Okay. Well, two days before that, this that shipment of heroin arrives in this garage where Amos hangs out. And three days before, Jacob oversees the packing of this heroin and says call the mexicans and then four days before we see the only real important piece of all of this darlene cutting the heroin with crushed up pills that we will later find out what they're called but i don't remember what they're called right now fentanyl. thank you fentanyl all right which is i don't know if you know what fentanyl is do you know what it is i remember the name <laughs> okay so it is uh it's similar to morphine which okay, is, so it, I mean, is it is an opioid yeah but morphine is like that stuff will mess you up and then but fentanyl is apparently 50 to 100 times more potent than morphine huh so this is this is not good but as she's cutting crushing up the pills she says that quote that i said earlier and there you have it and now right. we're caught up to on where this heroin came from Excellent intro. Yeah, moving. So, let me ask you this about Darlene's decision to do this. What's the point? Well, she says to send a message to the, who? The cartel. Show them that they're not weak. We can't be pushed around, Mister Stell. But, but I think also can to Jacob. Be. Okay, that that might be more likely. I think actually that is the 
more plausible scenario that she, her her beef is with Jacob, not the cartel. I think it is with the cartel. I mean, that's just what she said. Well, I do think she definitely has beef with the cartel. Basically, I think Actually, Dylan's mad at everyone. I think she's mad at everyone. Yeah, I take that back because she's not mad at Jacob until Jacob like expresses his displeasure and yeah. what she did. So yeah, no, no, I take that back. But so so this just seems like I don't know, man. This is like Joker style. Some people just want to watch the world burn stuff. This is like you must Darlene. I believe it. I I know it's Darlene. I know. But this is like, um, do you ever, do you ever, I've, I've asked you this so many times, I already know the answer is no. You've never seen It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, okay? Of course but not. Th- there's, there's one episode where <laughs> they're trying to figure out who they are. And then the group, like, I'm the brains and you're the muscle. And like, and there's one guy who's like, what am I? And they say, well, you're the wild card. And <laughs> So he spends the whole episode doing just random things, and sometimes it helps the group. The group, and sometimes it really hurts them. Like he cuts the brakes on their vehicle. And they're like, "Why did you cut the brakes?" He's like, "Wild card." It's, it's so that, that's what Darlene Ryan's of. She's she's just this wild card that just does this arbitrary stuff that it's probably makes sense in her head why she did this. But who is she really hurting here? She hurts the 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 addicts, which she already you know says who cares they're just a bunch of junkies but now that it's been traced back to them now the fbi is more attuned to them and the cartel is more upset with them and she's driven a wedge between herself and jacob so i'm really not sure what she hoped to accomplish by doing this which maybe is another problem that i have with this episode i don't i don't get her reasoning about why she wanted this what she was trying to accomplish by doing this some things that are truly great are beyond our understanding. Fair enough. All right, let's get back to the birds. I not back to the birds. Let's get to them in the first place. So we're we're home. Marty is obviously getting no sleep. Charlotte is annoyed about Zeke, and he, she's annoyed about Wyatt's expulsion. She's annoyed that Marty didn't do anything to stop Wyatt's expulsion. Jonah is loving Zeke in the meantime. He's, they're like besties. And it turns out Beecher's report to the Gaming Commission was bad, and Wilkes is ghosting them. So Wilkes did say to Marty, I'm going to get this done for you, and then I'm, our relationship is over. And it seems like he's being true to his word. Fair he's enough. just out of, the, out of their lives. Uh, Beecher, they did try to bribe Beecher with the, the Dead & Company tickets, but they never gave him the money. And so... He apparently is trying to put the kibosh to their casino. Well, Marty thinks that they are no better than the cartel because of what happened with Mason. Wendy says a very familiar phrase here. Mason made his choice. Because they swapped roles. Yeah, and they really have. And this is... This is the mastery of this episode. This is what I love so much because I I said last week that we can see... The swap after Marty kills Mason, Wendy takes over, and we clearly see it in this episode that Marty is just a shell of himself. He's trying, he's like trying to make amends with people. He's he's like wrapping up uh, unfinished business and and what do they say? Getting his affairs in order. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he yeah, he yeah, is yeah. he 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 is like seeking moral high ground. Whereas Wendy, who has frequently throughout the series 
tried to find the moral high ground, even to the point where, you know, I'll, I'm going to set up this foundation for you trying to buy me. Yes, I'm trying to buy you, but I'm also trying to do some good. She just is fully in the camp now of hey, Mason made his choice. And Marty counters this, though, and says Grace didn't have a choice. Our kids don't have a choice. And I, I do... I do think it's interesting because these are all things, you know, Grace was weighing heavily on Wendy's conscience, conscious two episodes ago. Yeah. Marty didn't, Marty didn't care. Now Grace is weighing on Marty's conscience and Wendy doesn't seem to care. So this, this scene is, is excellent. And it plays throughout the episode that where we, we start to see this shift that Marty is just not himself anymore something has changed in him and he's gonna he's just gonna be taking a backseat to wendy so anyway anything else you want to say about that scene no no it's just i feel bad for him it's unfortunate yeah yeah and not only that he gets bad news oh yeah the bad news that went that rachel has od'd yes yeah so there you go uh, Wilkes, uh, M- Wendy had planned to go see Wilkes and she was going to have Marty watch the baby, but when Wendy got the call about, I'm sorry, when Marty got the call about Rachel ODing, Marty had to go deal with that. So Wendy takes the baby with her to go see Wilkes and Wilkes is not impressed. He does not trust her anymore. He won't help them with the casino. And he also questions how the kidnapped kid ended up uh, I'm sorry, how the kidnapped person ended up with the kidnapping ransom. I mean, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> that is very fair. That's a very fair point by him. So, Wendy should have taken a book out of uh, a page, sorry, out of Mason's book and left the baby in the car or on a bench or something momentarily. <laughs> no, that was terrible. It's uh, a good point, though. Yeah. Is, is Jonah so, old enough to watch over a baby? Do you think? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I think so. Yeah. For okay. sure. Well, Absolutely. Go. Yeah, he's what did we say? He's 14. 14. And last yeah. episode we found that out. Yeah, he's he's old enough. He really? can watch wow. the baby. Such confidence. I don't know if I'd be old enough right now to watch over a baby. <laughs> if you give me a baby right now, I'm like, okay. Okay. I'll see what I can do with this. <laughs> I'll give it my best shot. No guarantees. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you do with the baby? Do I do I even talk to it? Do I just let yeah, the baby sit there? No, but the baby's I mean, not going to reply. No, but well, they, they respond. It's just going to like look at me. No, nah, I'm not going to like this new of a newborn. Is it going to respond? I don't think it's going to respond. I think it's going to look no, at it, me. No, it, it's this. This Zeke is like old enough to hold his head up, you know, sit, I think, right? <laughs> So, so I can hold my head up and sit. You know, I don't get a reward for that. I mean, come on, no, I'm not giving Zeke a reward for it. I'm just yeah, saying, but the, okay, listen, listen. If someone if someone went up their job resume and hey, I can hold my head up and I can sit, <laughs> <laughs> they don't go, okay, you're hired. What time can you start? They go, okay, like these are like periods <laughs> we expected you to have. Like the baby, the baby can't talk. Right. Like okay. Uh, listen, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna counter that with if the baby is auditioning for a baby commercial or something, <laughs> those are good skills to have. You put that on your resume. <laughs> this is not <laughs> this is not a baby commercial though. He's, like, what do you what do you do with the baby? Do I just hey, leave it there and just go off and hey, do my own thing? Is this not a child actor? This is a baby actor, right? 
I bet that that baby on the resume, I bet it said, can sit up and hold head up. I bet you that baby's just one of the producers, like children. Oh, yeah, I got yeah, a baby. Don't worry right. about it. <laughs> you're probably worried right. about it. The fact that I'm to spend for a child care for today. Yeah, let's bring it in. <laughs> but no, yeah, I just don't understand like what I, what I would do if I was left with the baby for a prolonged period. I just, like, am I supposed to talk to it? Can I leave it alone? Is, is that bad to leave the baby alone? Like, I mean, I'll be with the baby, but I won't talk to the baby. Yeah, you can you can just be in the room with the baby. That's fine, but okay. yeah, and, and for the most part, you know, the baby might be just sleeping most of the time. But you gotta you've got to feed it, and you have to change it. And how do I feed the beyond... baby though? Like, what if it is like? How do I know it's hungry? Like, well, if I show if, if I show the baby food, will the baby stop crying knowing it will get food, or will it keep crying? Until if I if that's it? if that's why it's crying. Okay. It's like it's, I, let me tell you, that's that is one of the <laughs> that is one of the most frustrating things about. Uh, having a baby is they can't tell you why they're crying they're just crying so <laughs> anyway, either they're hungry yeah. or they need a change or they need, they, ha- they have gas Terrible. or whatever anyway Terrible. Yeah, this is <laughs> parent, parent, parent. resume i can put my yeah. head up and i can sit up so we're all good here <laughs> exactly exactly these accomplishments all right so marty is at the hospital visiting rachel and he apologizes for getting rachel involved and offers to help get her out so uh, my theory on this and i think i think it's pretty well confirmed here is that this is mason guilt this is his his guilt for killing mason maybe it's a sense of his own mortality although i feel like he's had enough brush brush ups with the cartel that he's already got a sense of his own mortality this is more him trying to assuage his guilt i feel guilty for killing mason i need to go help somebody else before somebody else ends up dead because of me yeah i think what what highlights it more is last episode before he had to deal with mason and stuff was the last episode or was the outer darkness where he basically told rachel like i can't help you i'm afraid the cartel will kill my family actually it's it's after outer darkness that's when he found out so yeah it was last episode or like, you know, they're having mm-hmm. a little text message exchange. Yeah, yeah. Super secret. Yeah. So, like, he did 180. Because he was like, I'm not going to, I can't help you. Sorry. I just can't, Rachel. And now it's, Rachel, I want to help you. Yeah. So, yeah. You're right. So, so it's pretty clearly Mason Guilt, right? Yeah. I think it's very obviously. Yeah. That'd be a good title for the episode, Mason Guilt. <laughs> yeah, maybe. No, I'm just kidding. That's Guilty a terrible conscious. title. Yeah. Yeah. Or, so um, uh, he also tells her that the dope was spiked. So not your fault. Dope was spiked. Right. So so you didn't overdose because you did too much. The dope was spiked. I feel like is that really comforting? Like I don't know if that'd really be comforting to me if they're like, hey, listen, it wasn't your fault. It was spiked from the beginning. Like I don't know if that would make me feel any better. I, I would want to know. I'm not saying I wouldn't want to know. I'm just saying I don't know if that'd make me feel better. Because like, yeah, yeah it wasn't a fault not. of my own. But now, look, what, 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 what did I smoke? Like, what did I put in myself? Then I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. So, we finally get our first glimpse of Ruth and Kate in this episode. They are casing out the funeral home, and Ruth gets Harry talking about working in the funeral home, and Harry's going to give her a tour, which this is... becomes very creepy in a minute. <laughs> this is how I imagine you would be if you worked at a funeral home. Very happy to be working there, and just kind of creepy you like chemicals right yeah yeah i'm not going to rave about the the smell of formaldehyde which by the way they don't really use to embalm bodies anymore so Mm, sounds like like something like a like like that type of work like an undertaker asks work to do right there 
or a mortician. Yeah. There you go. Just okay. saying. Uh, to be clear, if I ever did work in a funeral home, I would not want to be, you know, in the prep room preparing the body. Well, it, I want to be at the front of the. Well, Harry seems home. to be it all. He does. He's an all-in-one package. He, yeah, he's he's the only employee. It seems. <laughs> I think I think he's just an all-in-one package. So I think like, would you take that? You're the all-in-one. In fact, I think you might like that. You're top-down. You have full control, right? Yeah. No one. No one. No one can you know ruin your image I've, okay okay i don't i don't want to i don't want to make a career out of it this is like something i've just a hobby okay yeah. no this is something i might want to do in retirement you know what i mean or if i or <laughs> if i ever weirdo i'm just saying wait you want to retire and go hey you know what let me just have like a top down <laughs> no 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 i i don't i also want, want to say this this is not something that i want to make a career out of as i said i don't want to own a funeral home i want to go work for someone else's funeral home okay. and not work with not work with the in the prep room i want to, okay i see what you mean so you want to you know, get retired i apologize you want to get retired and go hey I, I i finished working and i want to work here so i can talk to people that are very sad and grieving basically yes and take their energy Yes. <laughs> energy vampire energy oh, vampire yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah well by all means yeah fair enough i see what you mean i see what you mean okay not everyone's okay. line of work you know but no it's definitely not from yeah. the from all time yeah no it doesn't but ruth gets harry talking about working in a funeral home because she's feigning interest that maybe she wants to work in a funeral home but anyway uh back at that garage where Amos was, who got the shipment of heroin, that garage gets busted by the FBI. And it turns out there were 22 deaths and seven in critical and critical condition because of Darlene's little stunt here. And this is where the FBI tells us that it was fentanyl that she laced the, the heroin with. Petty thinks that it was a small batch and that it came from the Ozarks because it's only in the Ozarks and in Chicago. It's not widespread like most of the cartel heroin. It's just the Ozarks and Chicago. So he's suspecting it came from the Ozarks. Smart guy. He is a smart guy. All right. Anything else you want to say about the bust or the FBI? No. I mean, okay. I, I, no. I was wondering how to ask, like, what do you do if you get busted by the FBI? But I don't know if you want to say that because then the FBI is going to know. So yeah, Exactly. We're not going to talk about that. No way. As if we never get right. busted. As if. Never going to bust me. So, Creepy Harry shows Ruth a guest. This is, it gets creepy. He's calling them guests. <laughs> he's like, he's, he's, he's talking about how much he likes the smell of formaldehyde. He is like just giddy to talk about this stuff. And it, oh, oh, Ruth tries to look under the towel that's covering the guy's lower body. <laughs> I know like, we oh, don't do nope. that. We don't. We don't do that. So <laughs> we we have boundaries here, Mister Sal. Yes, exactly. But anyway, let's go back and look up their nose and see if we can figure out their, uh, <laughs> what they were smelling before they died. <laughs> ah, yes, formaldehyde. <laughs> so uh, Ruth asks him about the storage room. She sees a storage room locked. Uh, she asks him about it. He says, "Oh, it's just you know extra coffins." And she thinks, "Ah, this is probably where Marty hides the money." And she was right a few days ago. <laughs> well, seemingly, yeah. Yeah. So back to that garage. Actually, before we get to the garage, there's, uh, I, I skipped a whole scene here. 
Oh, no, I didn't. This is the next game. Helen uh, bails Amos out of jail and she says, oh, don't worry about calling, you know, walking home or calling an Uber or a cab. I, I will give you a ride home. Never something you want to hear. No, 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 never. <laughs> All right. Back at the birdhouse, Wendy wants Marty to forget Rachel and focus on the casino. This is what's important. But they're interrupted by Sheriff Nix, who's there to talk about Mason. And Wendy tells him to check with the Snells. So that's fair summary. Yeah. And Marty is pretty subdued through all of this. And they they do tell Sheriff Nix that that uh, Mason asked them to take care of care of Zeke while he, you know, went away. But anyway, in the now we're back in the garage. Helen has again bailed Amos out, but she brought him right back to the garage and promptly tied him up and is torturing him with a plastic bag over his head and she thinks that he cut the drugs she accuses him of doing that and he actually confesses to cutting the drugs with vitamin b12 and (laughs) he said that ain't hurting nobody but that uh is all helen needs to hear and she kills him so uh, she and she basically says okay don't worry it's all over now and then Gives him, introduces him to the big sleep, I guess. Yeah, it's all over now for me. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. So back at the birdhouse, it turns out Blake has kept a file on Wilkes. Blake is the senator who mm-hmm. committed suicide way yes. back in, I think, episode three, maybe. But okay. he apparently kept a file on Wilkes. And Wendy has a plan to use it against him. Uh, and involving the fact that Wilkes uses his charities to prop up his agricultural businesses. But, Marty. Yep, go ahead. No, that, no that's, that's the but. I'm not sure where you're going with this. You interject now, but. I interject now? Yeah, but Marty doesn't listen. Okay, Marty doesn't listen. Because he tells her that he, he wants to tell Nix the truth about, about Mason. And Zeke. I wanted Wendy's... to share a sentence there, Mr. Sal. Like I wanted you to talk. I, I do the interject and then you or the conjunction and then you finish it off. But I was too advanced. Yeah, I'm not sure where you wanted me to go with that. What, what did you want me to say? Uh, Marty isn't listening. You know, Marty's out of it, right? Just, I wanted it to be the conjunction. All right. Do you want to try that again? Sure. Let's see. Let's see if I can hit it. Okay. Wendy has a plan to use the Wilkes file against him. So she's hoping Marty's on board, but Marty's not really paying much attention. Because you use the, you another... use the conjunction right there. You use but. That's what I'm here for. Oh, you want to, oh, you want to continue being the conjunction even after. Okay. So she's hoping that Marty will get on board with this plan. Okay. Sounds good. I think, I think we can stop it. There. We can move on. I hate you. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I promptly resign as conjunction leader and leave okay. the spot vacant. Fantastic. All right. I'm glad there's a vacant spot there, honestly. So. <laughs> Make it feel quick. It's a very sought after position. Pays well, but if it's okay. great. <laughs> okay. Marty meets Petty in a diner. What are you doing, Marty? Setting up a meeting you- with Petty. 
I would love it if it was like, oh, glad to see you again, Marty. You as well, Putty. They have like weekly pancake <laughs> meetings. No. They hate each other, but dang, do they have really great like chemistry. Yeah, yeah. Different world so, of best friends. I th- I'm assuming that Marty set this up. I think it sounds like Petty, it. Yeah, because Petty. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty question. He, and he asks Petty to let Rachel go. He says, she's worthless to you now because I know that she's wearing a wire. Petty says, I, I, I'll consider that if you give me the Snells business. So he wants the Snells now. So he's, he's actually that contaminated batch, which he also shares with Marty. The first is Marty hearing about this. So I'm having a right. contaminated batch. Right, right, right. So Marty is continuing to try to play it off as though he doesn't know what the Snells are doing, what, what's going on. But that's what Petty wants. He wants the Snells business in exchange for Rachel's release. Well, we don't really get to see any resolution to that scene, I don't think, do we? Not right now, no. Yeah, they, they just kind of reach an impasse and move on. Yeah. So Jonah's hanging out in Buddy's room. He just likes to be down there. And Wendy discusses with him uh, money laundering, how his accounts are set up. And she wants his help, but just this once, which is pretty scummy even even for wendy to actually wow. get jonah some involved. character some character okay whatever remember petty wants to try jonah as an adult or start acting like one wendy should uh, charge him some taxes right at a give him a job uh yeah i don't know what, what else do like adults do um i don't go really to know. prison for longer periods of time if they commit a crime correct and i for example haven't but i think you just outed yourself so okay Uh, i don't yeah i don't know what else is different about being an adult you can drop out of school if you want on your own do you you actually can you drop it on your own at like 16 17 i don't know yes yes 16 you do okay 16 there you go never mind i I rescind that statement not not many great things about turning an adult actually i feel like it's just bad things like from 17 to 18 it's like yeah by the way now you like you're just, you're just more liable to things now yeah basically <laughs> okay well yeah anyway yeah that's why i tell my students stay at this age as long as you can this is where you want to stay anyway so uh, back at the hospital petty is detaining rachel so Marty's plan apparently backfired. He's he's detaining her until what? Until they can get a uh, until they can arrest her or until they can can extradite her to Louisiana. That's right. That's right. That's what it is. So anyway, at the office, Helen is waiting for Marty and she wants to know about the one point eight million dollar withdrawal. Marty clearly makes something up about construction costs and infrastructure and blah, blah, blah. Uh, she it, it does appear to appease her for the moment, but she tells him uh, about the Snells cutting the the heroin with fentanyl, and she says that the cartel is going to do what they do. Also noteworthy, she states any transaction over fifty thousand must be okayed by her from now on. Too. Yeah, that's right. That was also kind of yeah, a bit annoying. That's a bit bureaucratic. Yeah, that's that seems like kind of a small amount for some of the stuff that Marty does. Like, yeah. he could not have purchased Lickety Splits without consulting Helen. He probably can't buy any business without consulting Helen now. Probably. Yeah. 
Yeah, interesting. So it turns out Wendy took the 1.8 million to use against Wilkes. We haven't really been, it hasn't really been explained how she plans to use this against Wilkes, but she does. Mar- this pisses Marty right off that she didn't tell him. $1.8 million is not insignificant by any stretch of the imagination. He And he's really upset that she didn't say anything to him. She says that he was more interested in Rachel, which is Who do you blame quite me, Mr. The, Sal? Who do I? Like, uh, Wendy. Okay. I agree. Do you? No, uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think Wendy's in the wrong. Yeah, I mean, Marty is actually trying to do the right thing here by somebody. Wendy just withdrew $1.8 million from car- of cartel money, which is, it's like, it's not like she withdrew $18 of cartel money. $1.8 million of cartel money. Yes. This, is, this is a lot to be thrown around here. So, anyway uh she is accused by marty of skimming she just marty says you know what the penalty is for for skimming right and she but she says she's not skimming she's making sure the casino gets built and that is the most important thing in her mind she tells him that he hasn't been right since mason and he says and you're completely unaffected so we've got two opposite reactions to this traumatic event Wendy seems to be completely unmoved, unmoved by the whole thing, acting as normal, maybe even acting uh, too normal she, or more normal. <laughs> I, I don't want to say, yeah, exactly. Not too normal or more normal, but uh, abnormal in that she is doing more. Marty went the other way. He seems like a shell of himself and just kind of going through the motions and trying to set things right with some other people. So the, the completely opposite reactions. Now we should also mention, obviously Marty killed Mason. Wendy was kidnapped by Mason. So there, there are going to be two different reactions because they had two quite different experiences. That's a fair statement to make. Okay. I'm glad you think so. Uh, Anything you else think- you want to say about Mm-hmm. How do you think Wendy's experience spurs her to act like this? Do you think it's, it's kind of caused her more like carpe diem, like seize the day type of stuff? Uh, I don't think she's viewing it as, you know, seize this opportunity to become the boss. I think that what she... Not to become her the boss, but just to get things done. Well, I think she recognizes the urgency, but I think that her experience with Mason, remember, was she got kidnapped. She got dragged to the basement. She was about to be stabbed and killed. And then Marty saved her. So her, ex- I don't think she feels a whole lot of guilt about Mason. She wasn't the one who killed him. And all, yeah. all that she knew of Mason was this awful human being who was like kidnapping and torturing her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, very fair. So, so I think that that's what she remembers. She she probably feels relief when she thinks about Mason. Marty didn't have the kidnap and torture experience with Mason. All he had was the killing of Mason. So all he has to remember is how guilty he feels for killing this man who he doesn't even know what this man did wrong. Yeah. Very fair. Except yeah. Thre- threatened his wife. Right, but he wasn't on the receiving end of the kidnapping, so he doesn't have that full experience of yeah. how horrible it was. I didn't so. think of it that way. That's very fair. Very fair. Yeah. All right, good. Thank you. Appreciate. I appreciate the acknowledgement of fairness. <laughs> okay. I think I think you know what's fair is fair. Okay, good. And maybe one day I'll, you know, bring that around with regards to uh, Kate. 
but oh, oh, like oh interesting interesting all right let's go to the snell's crep here jacob confronts darlene about cutting the drugs i mean she says uh, is something bothering you and he says as a matter of fact there is darlene <laughs> and, and th- then she she is set off by this she seemed like she was doing fine she and jacob were fine but when jacob brings it up it sets her right off she views it as retribution for for what though i guess for burning the field is that what she's saying like this was retribution for that i think that's sure. a culmination for everything them them like not trusting their product right when they wanted to test it them mm-hmm. burn, or the burning of the field expanding uh, the casino project. death she seems to still okay. blame them for oh ash, you're right. right yes that's true yeah she even evokes ash so mm-hmm. yeah just basically everything bad that's happened to her yeah and she she also says that she's not scared but jacob is scared he's scared of darlene's rashness and he tells her that he that she does not uh, sorry that he does not answer to her which is it's it's interesting watching the husband wife dynamic between Marty and Wendy, and then also between Jacob and Darlene, because Jacob and Darlene have been mostly on the same page. Jacob, not so extreme as Darlene, mm-hmm. but mostly in agreement. Yes. This is the first that we really see of them like vehemently disagreeing. You know, he's, he's saying that he's scared of her and she throws Ash back in his face and says that he killed him to save her. He says that he killed him to save her. But that does not appease her. Uh, she, you know, packs up her stuff and she won't sleep in the bed. But I, I do think Jacob's right here that he killed Ash to save Darlene because if the cartel knew that it was Darlene who killed Dell, it would have been Darlene they came after. Yeah, I don't know. How, it's not like he was like, oh, I don't like, I, I, I hate Ash, and then killed Ash. Like clearly, it was mm-hmm. motivated by what happened. Like this is, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how else to, mm-hmm. to put that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but that's just Darlene for you, right? Just a little bit crazy. Boy, I will agree with that. So back at the at, at home, Wendy has put Marty in charge of babysitting Zeke, and so he actually falls asleep with Zeke on the couch. And so this is where we see Zeke actually, you know, sitting up, holding his head up. Very advanced things, resume building things. Resume building. <laughs> I like to imagine you're a parent and the first time you're you, you know you're your first baby when they put their head up you went up you wrote down immediately that's on the resume immediately on the resume <laughs> that's right you're like, what? Um, set, honey honey set, what time is it what's the date quick we have to know <laughs> marked out <sighs> sending this resume off to pampers anyway yeah, immediately <laughs> Yep. <laughs> photography photos <laughs> maybe i guess that would be the dream right because then i don't know how much work the parent has to do but if your baby gets accepted by that like yeah i mean the baby's not gonna remember it surely it won't affect no. the baby all that much and nah. you know, i'll i'll remember it I'm, my wallet will remember it like this is great <laughs> yeah, exactly yep all right so at school that this is must be the next day because obviously school is open so Ruth kind of fires off on this administrator. I think this is the superintendent. It's because I, you think it's a principal? Okay, she, it might. She called her the principal. Okay, well, I don't know if so she, she like said that, not knowing. But she like preempts what he's gonna say and just fires off on him. I respect uh, that. Be, do you? 
like pre-firing, yeah, yeah, take some skill uh, to be able to get you know to be to be accurate with the pre-fire. Now she's off the mark. No, for sure. But the attempt was there. I because when it works, true. oh, it's great. Like you, she would have been on the money. Too bad. Too bad she was way off. I mean, so far off, because by the time this guy gets a word in, he tells her that they're letting Wyatt back in and says that a benefactor made a very eloquent case on his behalf. Now, do you think she thinks that's Marty? Mm-hmm. Do, do you agree? Was it Marty? Yeah, at this point, I thought it was Marty as well, just because the way Marty's acting, the guilt mm-hmm. he feels, right? Yep. And uh, uh, earlier in the episode, Charlotte had already invoked Wyatt. Uh, you know how it's unfair that white guy expelled yep um you know Mar- marty's going around his guilt train stuff right he feels bad trying to right his yep. wrongs uh, seems the, like, this you know, before this he seemed, didn't really care yep, that much sorry at first he, he didn't seem to care that much that why got expelled yep. not his yep. problem but i think now it is his problem yeah and it's like i said he's getting his affairs in order he's writing as many wrongs as he can i view this episode as like marty's ebenezer scrooge episode <laughs> yeah the, like, the future so, uh, ghost came he's like oh no yeah and, and at the end of the episode at the end of the christmas carol you know, Ebenezer scrooge goes around and you know makes all these donations to the charities that he's ignored and buys the biggest turkey he can and invites bob cratchit over for for dinner or i guess goes to his house for dinner, whatever anyway uh and you know gives him a promotion so it's it's like he's he's had this enlightenment and he's trying to write as many wrongs as he can as fast as he can now uh, so i totally agree that this probably was marty do you think that by he made an eloquent case on his behalf do you think that marty gave him money paid him yeah, off yeah oh he's a benefactor so yeah okay if he's just, someone made an elegant case that's mm-hmm. one thing we said benefactor so money gotcha all right Wilkes is jogging on some road and Jim pulls up in a car and tells Wilkes that there's been a $1.8 million donation to his foundation uh, and the, and, uh, and the Blake's foundation. So his foundation and the Blake's, and he says it's from somebody who's anonymous. So I don't know anything about the scene you want to say. Well, you said that this money stuff was confusing, but they do explain that. I didn't say confusing. I said wonky. Wonky. Okay. But basically 600,000 of it would go to a charity to which Wilkes mm-hmm. has to pay a debt to kind of so he understands mm-hmm. that whoever this is is willing to pay off his yep. debt so he's very alert by it he might even take the money but he's scared to take the money but it's very alluring because it could pay off his debt mm-hmm. okay much like, a, much like a trap yeah it's you know it's I think it's clunky and cumbersome but anyway whatever We'll go to a bookstore where Charlotte and Wyatt see this first edition super rare book that Wyatt just thinks is the cat's pajamas here. And as he finds out that he's getting back into school, he gets this phone call probably from Ruth. Charlotte steals the book and Wyatt. Oh, uh, okay. (laughs) Wyatt (laughs) is left to wonder if it was Marty uh, who helped him get back into school. But I, do you do you actually think it was sweet for her to steal the book? No, I mean, it, I, it is a little sweet that she stole the book actually, but all in all, it's like why? I don't know. It's that. It's not I think it would have. I think it would have been sweet for her to buy the book if she bought it, but steal the stealing. I think. Well, I, I mean, we'll, it's we'll talk sweet about because it in she did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll talk about it in a bit. 
yeah well, let's let's hold off on that until we get to the car but back at the office marty researches petty and ruth asks marty about wyatt you know he says marty says it didn't seem fair and that's all he gives her and he apologizes to her for not protecting her from the cartel and gives her her office back you know anything else nope that's a good start so i mean again ebenezer Mar or marty marty scrooge here getting his getting his affairs in order yeah getting everything in order trying trying to make amends wherever he can but he trusts her enough to leave her in the office by herself and she goes through his stuff and finds the keys to the funeral home i mean okay that's fine you know maybe just okay check on them make sure they're there yeah whatever so this is going to lead me to this week's pick a side segment all right kurt yeah we are gonna we're going to pick a side here we are going to try to get into ruth's head and we're oh. going to pick a side do we stick with marty and betray our father cade or do we stick with cade and betray our benefactor marty from whose perspective ruth's or our own ruth's ruth's okay. you're you are we are ruth okay okay um now I think you were the more recent person to pick first. Yes. So that means I get so to I... pick the side first okay. this week. And I will pick Marty. You will be defending Cade. So I just want to be noted that you, you've not only did you pick the segment, or not segment, but you picked the battle. Yep. But you've also now picked who you are first. Potentially yep. having written up pages upon pages of a defense. I want that to be noted. I also wanted that, to be noted that I asked pick. you if you wanted to know what the pick of the pick aside, if you wanted to help me pick the pick aside I before no we started the episode, you no declined. So no this. I have given you what you want, though. You want to defend Cade. So do it's I? all your. Yes, of course you do. Okay. <laughs> you, you are you are Cade's biggest advocate somehow, inexplicably in love with this guy so let me uh, I'll, I'll tell you what though i'll go first unless you want to go first no please do start okay all right all right cade is a dead end for ruth and she knows it she knows that there is no i mean she's just got waterboarded where she was told that betraying marty is betraying the cartel she knows what Kate is capable of. He's had her face to the dashboard. She knows the anxiety that she felt coming out of the prison uh, when she had to tell Cade that Marty wasn't dead. She already uh, killed her uncles, both two of her uncles, for Marty's sake. She's, she's in this for Marty. She, I think, Some recognizes... Objection. Okay. Okay, you can object if you want, but it, it's, you know, whatever. Denied. Some so. <laughs> cost fallacy, just objection there. Well, wait till your turn. You can sink my cost, okay? Uh -huh. so, I can't remember all this at once. Okay. <laughs> okay. But anyway, uh, and she should she should recognize that Marty has, has done nothing but right by her. The only time he wavered was when he first found out that she tried to kill him. And you can't fault the guy for wavering at that point. But here he is now trying to make amends for that, apologizing, giving her her office back, getting Wyatt back into school. He has 
more than compensated for any wrong that he has done to her. And he continues to let her call the shots. What do you want? Yep, we can do that. Yes, you have it. You got it. So Marty is the father that she never had and always wanted. Cade is the father that she has and never wants. Yet somehow she still wants to get that big thumbs up from Poppy and she still wants to impress him. She's stealing these keys and it's kind of infuriating. I don't think, I, I mean, obviously I'm putting this pick aside here rather than later because it's a better question right now. <laughs> so I'll, I'll stop and I'll let you go ahead, but just keep in mind, the scene in the funeral home hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Good. Cause so first of all, let's think about when we get that money from Marty, instead of having to work year by year, getting only a, a, a measly sum, right? What great lives we could live me and dad. But so I had a great point. Now I can't remember. Okay. <laughs> Cade, <laughs> Cade cares more about roots. Well-being than Marty probably does. Marty has a family, right? Ruth is not her number one priority, right? If, if, if right now, Petty knock, knock on the door, like he would save his family first before Ruth. We can't even think back to when, you know, the FBI was swarming. He was ignoring Ruth's calls for the most part. Ruth was panicking. Ruth wanted to get a contact of him. And Marty nowhere to be found, right? Really shows his character a bit there of how he feels about Ruth, right? Yeah, Marty could probably make Ruth, you know, a safer income over time. She, he doesn't have her back when things go rough. It seems like things have gotten rough, truly rough once during game day and all the, you know, those events. And Marty did not have Ruth's back at all. Kate, on the other hand, was willing to fight the cartel with a gun, right? He is, he is going to have Ruth's back, right? Listen, he might be a bad father at times, but as of late, last, last we saw of him last episode, what a sweet, he understands the PTSD she's suffering from waterboarding, right? Uh, he's there nurturing her after being going through that torture marty not as much and he genuinely seems to have her interest or ruth is higher on kate's i must save list than ruth is on marty's i must save list okay okay that's uh, i think i think kate cares a lot more about ruth and i think that in and of itself is a great reason to pick kate over marty because kate's got your back right if if people come and knocking kate will be a shotting so okay just a, just a bit of rebuttal to that Cade Ruth may be higher on Cade's list but the the floor of Cade's list is way lower than than the floor of Marty's list so uh what I mean by that is Cade's number one priority is saving himself as demonstrated when they thought the cops were showing up at the in that parking lot where they're trying to fence the chopped boat parts and what did Cade do? He didn't stick around to defend Ruth. He ran away. So, Ruth told him uh, to run. Okay, fine. But but he did run. Because someone has to but, take a fall. She's willing to. The, that's my point. He's going to let her take the fall. The other thing that, that I'll say is that I don't think everything the events of game day are as selfless as we made them out to be when we talked about game day. I think that he tells her not to run and he tries to defend her because she is his golden ticket. He needs that money. And the only way he's going to get it is through her. No, because she runs. Listen, we both reasoned on game day that he is kind of right. If she runs, she looks mad guilty, especially to the cartel. Now, is that not true, Mr. Sell? No, that is true. You are right. So So that that is a compelling argument for him to make. 
but I, th- I still think it's a selfish argument. I still think mm. he needs her to stay, and that's the, the mode that he uses to make that. Sal, I'd want you to yeah. stay. Am I selfish? It depends on what you get out of me staying, because her I staying... I just want your well-being and safety. So much so, I'll bring a gun against the cartel. I'll do <laughs> and something immediately so drop it. We got, but it was the it. statement. But it was the statement. I didn't see Marty with no gun against the cartel. In fact, because he's the smart one. Because <laughs> he's the one that doesn't care enough about Ruth. All right, uh, listen. So obviously, okay. go ahead. Anything else? Just, just I wanted to be remembered. Right after Ruth had been waterboarded, who helped walk Ruth back? Cage. <laughs> Both a weakness and a strength, right? Like <laughs> I was gonna say you use that against walk. him. You can use but, that against him. Last well, because week. now that I think about it in hindsight, it's a really sweet thing because she's probably is struggling to walk, you know, and and just function as a whole after being waterboarded okay. and tortured to that extent. So, what a sweet thing. Okay. All right. So, who do you actually think she should side with? The the thing is, is this is too soon. At, like, I think she should take the keys in the situation. Okay. I think because, that's fair. Because if you're Ruth, up until the scene, I, I listen, Marty has been sailing you down the wrong path. I feel like, you know, Marty, you're not, it doesn't seem like you're in with Marty as much anymore, right? And this is. Even now, after. That's Marty what I was saying. Before the scene, right? Yeah. It seems like you're on the outs with Marty, or Marty's just not, you know, as he used to be. Now, okay. granted, yeah, you know, she gets a few minutes or a minute of speaking with Marty, and he seems to be back to normal. But this is a question of, well, this just happened, right? I already had the plan mm-hmm. to get the keys. I'm still going to do it just because I've, I've already had this plan planned out. You know, I've already I've done almost all the work for the shooter hole, right? And also, who's to say it just doesn't happen again, right? He already he just mm-hmm. ran off. I don't know why he's running off to. Just, you know, I don't know. So I don't I don't think it's a bad move to do for her right now based on her mindset. All right, but if you buy the argument that we don't run because it makes you look guilty, like what's their plan once they have the money? I assume to run, right? I okay, I, I, should, I should probably, yeah, but now they have enough money to run safely, right? As I guess the hope of it, like you have enough money that you can run. Because if if you're Ruth Pryor, right, right before she gets tortured by the cartel, she doesn't have enough money to run away from the cartel. Okay, you know what I mean. I presume it's a cost adventure okay so. and i and i uh actually believe my point of view i i used to side with marty every time marty marty is, is uh, i'll take my chances with marty and the cartel over this freaking firecracker over here i think it's a hard decision i generally yeah. think it's a hard decision and, I, and, and you know, for sure and that's and that's why i love ruth's character so much that's why she's one of my favorite characters she probably is my favorite character in the series because this is so hard, and you can see the torture that she puts herself through. Have you not seen Petty? Uh, okay, yeah, Petty. Petty's pretty awesome in this season. But I, and by the way, first viewing, Ruth was my favorite character. Second viewing, right now, it's Wendy. Well, who's the most differential character? One from you know, like they they had the biggest change in rating, highest range character. Oh. I, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. So who gained the most upon second viewing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're you're probably right. Can that's pro- that's probably Petty. Oh, Petty's favorite character. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I like to hear. 
You have a, a, an interesting most way of points, right? My words. Most points gained. <laughs> okay. So, uh, anything else you want to say about this scene in the office? No, no, not, not much else to say on the scene, the office, I okay. guess. All right. So, in Wyatt's car, Wyatt's driving back, and Charlotte shows him the book and tries to give it to him. He doesn't want it and tells her that she just doesn't get it, which I actually, I love this scene because I think this is a perfect representation of just how far apart their worlds are. She she tells him everything here, by the way, she, and then she checks the book out the window, which is a ridiculous reaction, but I mean, you know, return the thing or something, but he, it's, it's interesting. You don't, do you watch stranger things? I have, I haven't seen the latest season though. (laughs) Oh, you haven't? Okay. No. Well, I, I don't I don't think I'm spoiling anything if I if I tell you that um boy, I don't remember the characters' names now. What's uh there's eleven. Okay, I know eleven. What's Mike's sister's name? Nancy. Okay. Uh-oh. And and uh and Will Byers' uh, brother is is it Jonathan? Jonathan is, is a familiar sounding name. Right. So yeah, okay. So Na- Nancy and Jonathan, all right. They're they're in the car together and they're having a pretty similar conversation and they're they're arguing about who has it worse uh and jonathan argues that he has it worse because his his family is poor and nancy's family has money nancy argues that she has it worse because she's a woman and he's a man so and and it's a, a great scene really good argument really good discussion about both of those and and neither one of them they both clearly don't get the other one in that scene now i think this is a little more one-sided i think charlotte just doesn't get wyatt's situation at all because if she did she would understand like he can't afford to get in trouble for this she gets if something happens if she gets caught for this nothing really happens to her but if, if he does like he's out of school again he has the book thrown yeah yeah have the, <laughs> the book thrown. Thank you. Yeah. So so I actually love this scene because I, I, I do love that they're calling attention to the idea that they just don't seem to get each other. And I mean well, there's no way why it could get Charlotte because she has she has so much more information about her life than he does. All he sees she she he doesn't know all this cartel business, but he does now. Oh, and yeah. Well, it'd be interesting to see how he responds to this in future episodes, because knowing that that she, her family is involved in this, I wonder how that colors his opinion of Russ's death. And he seems sort of to be a bit suspicious, so mm-hmm. I don't know, but. So let's let's stick with Charlotte as uh, she arrives home and Wendy tells Marty about uh, using Jonah's account. Charlotte tells them about the book uh, and thinks that they're insane for getting her on her case about it. So she, she is open and honest and tells her and tells them that she stole his book and they get on her case about it. And she's like, this is insane. You, you guys launder money for the cartel. Yeah. Do you think they, they're allowed to like criticize their children for doing wrong things? I think they have to be. Uh, like, otherwise the kids can do whatever they want yeah but like mom and dad you guys are doing illegal things oh it's total hypocrisy like it's <laughs> it's like and you don't have any right to claim to be more 
moral Morally or better. Yeah, yeah you, you don't you don't have any right to do that, but you still, I think, maintain the right to want better for your children. Or expect more out of your children, I guess. Yeah, or expect more out of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And during dinner here, Helen calls and tells Marty to check his inbox because he'll be happy. So this this means that Marty had... I'm curious to what Marty told Helen to get this footage. So he was looking at some newspaper articles, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and and write about Barb. Like, he learned of Barb Petty. Yes. Because they show the word. But I'm curious to how he spun it to Helen like hey Helen I need footage of Barb you know shooting up you know some heroin to show to Petty Mm -hmm. to do what like you know what I mean because they don't know about Rachel so what's the I'm just curious to I I, I believe he could have done it I believe he could have done it Helen would have done it because I think it's just just as simple as you know this guy who's coming after us I have some dirt on him want to use it like <laughs> and, I don't think oh I don't think it has dirt on him. I think it's more or less I felt it looked to me that Marty requested the dirt. That's how I felt the on dirt. It. Yeah, it was like, hey, I know I, I looked up when I did some research. This is his mom. His mm-hmm. mom, you know, has you know has had a history with using. Uh-huh. You think we could do something here? Right? And Helen's like, say no more. I'm sending my goon to do it. So he does it. We're jumping ahead a little bit here, but I, I will say this for right now that like the the important part of that video is that the goon is in the room with his mom, not that his mom is is doing a hit of heroin. Or the well, I, I, I think both are kind of like important, right? Just to show like I think it's because it's also it's also to show like well, first of all, yes, the goon's like as a threat towards his mom, but I do think a bit of it is that like it's literally a video of his mom shooting a heroin. I do think that mm-hmm. is part of it it's not as strong as just if there's just a goon around it about you know but yeah well definitely, definitely yeah. a big part of it is the goon like more than half i would say is yes the the goon is yeah. there yeah well yeah anyway so but uh, but i don't know how that conversation went down with helen uh but it, she seems like she's got something good she loves sure. making blackmail videos. But it's like, Ellen, don't get too excited. I need a blackmail. Who, who blackmail video? Who is? Are, are we doing Wendy? Has your wife been mean to you again? No, 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 Helen. Oh, your kids, they've been naughty. Out there. No, no, Helen, Helen, no. Is that Ruth girl? No, no, Helen. It's it's petty, Asian petty. Oh, okay. Like, this, <laughs> Helen just loves her blackmail videos, but. <laughs> so excited for this you had to call him hey, check your email they got it all done just finished it up so, um, just finished the, the editing yeah i've just finished editing it up it's yeah. all good to go do, so. do you want subtitles on yeah but, <laughs> anyway uh at the lake house uh, it's, it must be early well it's morning i don't know if it's early morning but uh jim wakes up wilkes with a phone call and tells him that the money that 1.8 million dollars is from a 14 year old kid named mike fleming who we of course know and wilkes says yeah go ahead and accept it which seems imprudent honestly it seems imprudent to make decisions that important right when you wake up anyway like i don't know i think i think wilkes's best bet is to say uh let me call you back in an hour after i'm actually awake but he he doesn't he just accepts it and we'll see how that pays off anyway Marty and Petty are back in the diner, and this is when Marty shows Petty that video and of, of Angel, 
her angel giving Barb this hit of heroin. And Marty tells him he's going to let Rachel go or else. So I, I don't know what the or else was that he had intended there. I, I guess I guess my problem with this, actually, this is another problem I have with the episode. He doesn't is he not incriminating himself here? He is, but Petty's scared of what Marty will do to him. Or not him, yeah, but I guess. Let's talk but that's a, it's a pretty big risk to take. There you go. Well, Marty's done it. Yeah. It's pretty risky. Anyway, he's not he's also not proud of having done it. So because Petty asks him, him him as much and he says, Nope. Anyway. Okay. There's some art opening where Wilkes is with his date and Wendy borrows Wilkes from his date and says that he has accepted cartel money. He's pissed off. He threatens to take them down with him. And she says, he's actually not going to do that. He's going to help them get the casino. Look at that wonderful play right there. Oh, magnificent. Said that wrong. Okay. Yeah, great. Wonderful. Splendid. Oh, that's great. Episode. Go on. That's a great episode. Then it's South Heist time. Okay. Yeah, it's Heist time at the funeral home. Ruth and Cade break in. And unfortunately for Harry, and his caskets there's no money in there because Cade just destroys every casket that he touches but there there's nothing there and she says you know she apologizes Ruth I'm so sorry daddy I'm so sorry you're and she says I was wrong and he says you're always wrong when it comes to Marty Bird eventually it gets to the point where he says you're worthless to me like a piece of excrement on the bottom of my shoe and he Those hits her exactly <laughs> piece of excrement. oh my excrement yeah he, he uses more colorful language than that I, I mean this is worse than mason telling his baby to shut up when he was crying this is awful you are worthless to me you're like a piece of on the bottom of my shoe and, and then to top it all off he hits her also before the hip before the hip We've all gone angry, safely say, right? Mm-hmm. You're a little angry. Everyone sometimes says one little thing that they regret. And I think uh, he regrets saying excrement. He wishes he had said um, fun surprise or joy under my shoe. You know, like the, okay. the, the well-known expression. Uh, as for the hitting, <laughs> the hitting, that is a result of his arm spasms. Um, yeah. No, the hitting, the hitting is pretty bad. I can't defend the hitting all that much. Um, Mason was I worse. can't believe was I can't believe you're even attempting to defend the the shoe stain. <laughs> the shoe stain. Uh, it's but, like it's like just their humor. It's like the in humor that they have. Oh, like yeah, we this don't get it super, outsiders. Like I could probably yeah. say that to my friends, they'd laugh. Like there's just the the humor of it. You know what I mean? Okay, I mean that we just don't understand. Uh, not to us, sadly. We don't. We don't. We can't see their humor. Yeah, that, so, that uh, is that is sad. And then and then does an even funnier bit where she take pulls out the knife at Cade because that's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, and at which point Cade calls her the worst name that you can call somebody. And yeah, I I no longer think that Mason was the worst father. <sighs> that's unfair standards because mason never had the same criteria right i bet you kate was a better better father at the same age uh ruth was when ruth was that young than mason so i'm trying to say 
So whenever Ruth was like, "How old Zeke well, is now?" I, think, I guess we'll I guess we'll never know that. Yeah, we're comparing we'll apples see. and oranges. <laughs> I'm still saying Cade is the worst father. He's the I don't know. Worst. He hasn't tried to kill Ruth yet. Is the thing. Oh, you don't think he would have if she came after him with the knife? I mean, because she's lunging back. Right? He's not actively killing Ruth, but. Mason did appear to try to kill his baby. But he did. And that was a deeply disturbing scene. This scene is also deeply disturbing. Though. Very disturbing scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely oh, very man. disturbing scene. Yeah. All right. Well, where is that money that wasn't in the funeral home? Well, it turns out it's in Buddy's mausoleum. That's where Marty is. Either, I got to say. I can't remember if he's. Yeah. There's not like a key or like a hidden lock on that at all. You know what I'm talking about? Like where they have the money yeah. hidden under the. Like, what if someone just picks that up by accident? Well, I think that you probably need a key to get into the mausoleum itself. Oh, fair enough. I think, but I'm not sure about that. Smart man, smart man. Yeah, man. Although, if anybody sees him going in there, I, if Ruth ever saw him going in there, I think she'd be pretty certain what's in there. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Grab some nice dough. Yep. So... I don't know where this next scene takes place. I don't know if this is Rachel's house or a motel or if it's a room off the blue cat. I have no idea where it is. But anyway, Marty is visiting. Do you know where it is? No, I have no idea. I, I was thinking yeah. the same thing. Is this part of the blue yeah. cat or just wherever, wherever Rachel resides right now? That's, I guess, all that matters. Yeah. yeah. So. so, yeah, exactly. So Marty tells Rachel that she's off the hook and he gives her a plane ticket to Miami and an advance on the blue cat. And they act, end up kissing goodbye and she thanks him that's as far as it goes as a kiss but they do kiss again and this one seems genuine on both parties from both parties and marty's very apologetic right he's apologetic yeah. for messing up her life yep marty scrooge getting his affairs in order good for marty good for marty yep all right at the church uh fried chicken dinner the snells uh get in their car to leave and their car gets shot up and we have no idea. This is, I think, if I'm not mistaken, this is like the biggest cliffhanger that there's been in Ozark. I'm trying to think. Uh, besides like game day, like right before game day, they kind of arrest all the, well, not arrest, but like the FBI raids their house. That would yep. be the stag. That's a pretty oh, big cliffhanger. But definitely not in terms of this, because I don't think we were thinking, oh, well, are the, are the birds dead? It's not right. dead, it's are they caught? <laughs> I yeah, we. I mean, we end this episode not knowing if they're alive or dead. The Snells. Yeah, yeah. So I would argue, yeah, this is probably a bigger cliffhanger, just because. Yeah. Well, I don't know how the condition of all those people are in that car. But I saw that yeah. someone tried shooting back, but a lot more bullets were coming. So. Oh yeah. Uh, no idea. Sure. I don't know how that goes. So, and this is another. This is a, a very minor gripe, but it's a little another little gripe I have with the episode. I feel like this should have been the last scene of the episode. That's fair. It's a fair gripe. I agree. One one of these scenes are not as important as the other one. Massive gunfire. The other one, yeah, I want to be emancipated. Yeah, which I, by the way, I mean, it's not a, it's not nothing. Like the emancipation of Charlotte is a, is a big deal because she knows everything. So it is interesting in this next scene. Charlotte gets home. Uh, she's late and she wants to get emancipated, and she she does say to them, "I don't want to hurt you. I love you, but I can't do this anymore." You can fight me on this or you can help me. I've made up my mind. I want out. So the problem is, like, 
no matter how they play this, Marty and Wendy, like it's going to come off as them just trying to cover their own butts, which they, they are like, they, they may legitimately not want Charlotte to leave, but they also know that they, that they can't have her leaving because she knows everything. So it, it is, this is a tough spot for Marty and Wendy. How do you handle this? Do you tell Helen and get some blackmail on Charlotte? No, because if you, if you tell Helen, then Charlotte's dead. Like no, no, that's the other, gets, that's, no, Helen gets very excited at these blackmail video things. Like she'll <laughs> trust me, Mr. Sal, right? She'll be jumping head over. She'll get me three videos by the end of the week. She'll, she's excited. Mm-hmm. She, she loves this stuff. But by the way, this is a terrible idea on Charlotte's part because she, if she does get emancipated, she's dead. If it works, she's dead. If it doesn't work, she might still be dead. What do you mean? Like, do you think the cartel is going to kill her for trying to get emancipated? Yeah, if she gets, if she is off doing whatever she's doing, knowing what she knows, the cartel can't have that. You can't just retire from the cartel. Why not? I don't, I, because people, they, they, I, I don't know why, but, but people don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, I've, I've seen enough organized crime movies and shows to know that you, nobody retires from these gigs. I do look to imagine, like, obviously, our, our viewpoint is, I don't say skewed, but definitely, you know, dramatized or, you know. Oh, yeah. Believe it or not, neither of us have been part of our cartel, to our knowledge. <laughs> and Fair enough. I like to yep. imagine that, like, what if there are people in the cartel listening to the podcast, but they're like, of course, so I retired from the cartel, and my father before <laughs> me retired from the like, you, you can't just retire from the cartel. This is the common misconception. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess maybe retire was the wrong word. Maybe no, resign. Goes, yeah. Re- you, can't, you, can't quit. you can't quit the cartel. You can't just say, well, I, I quit. I'm out of here. My wife, she quit from the cartel. <laughs> the pay was not good enough. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, no, very fair though. I think you're saying that um, yeah, the child would not be pleased. If, yeah, uh, so Charlotte left the family. Yeah, so this is this is a terrible idea for Charlotte, and it puts Marty and Wendy in just an awful position. And it, between that and the the firing off on the Snells in the previous scene. Like there's a lot that's that we're kind of holding our breath for for this next episode. And by the way, the next episode is season two, episode nine, The Badger. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we'll see Skinny Pete. Why Skinny Pete when it's the Badger? I get their friends, but I, I guess there's I can't think of an iconic line for him, but okay. But you know who I'm talking about, Badger and Skinny Pete, right? Yeah, so yeah, from Breaking Bad. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, maybe you anyway. man. But who knows? Who knows yeah, what what the next episode holds in store? I don't know. Probably, hopefully, some resolution to these big questions, right? Well, how are the Snells? And yeah, I think their driver. Yeah, they had a driver because Jacob thinks uh, the driver. So and the driver. Uh, how? Yes. Charlotte, what's going on here? Right? Will Marty recover from this? You know, sadness spiral. Is Ruth and Kate will their relationship blossom or bust? Right? What's going on here? Uh, Eddie, <laughs> yeah. what is he gonna do now? He's gone threatening off the like his he's he's running a lot of steam. Game the game day steam is running low. Okay. Boy, is it? Uh, he's he's got nothing, it seems. So I don't I don't really know what's going on here. Yeah. I don't either, but I, I'll tell you I what I do know. What do you know, Mr. I, I do know. I do know that it's TV time. Ah, TV time, yes, the best time, our favorite time. Uh, yes. time. TV time. TV time. Okay. So 
we've got uh, i mean I, we don't have to talk about the uh um the emotions but what do you what are you guessing for ratings i obviously gave it a five i gave it a nine out of ten so five barely 49 49 percent five 45 percent four you would be a five <laughs> okay more so, confident of a five in my life so how about the characters here so you know this one's pretty cut and dry actually oh, okay no wait it isn't okay the people obviously the marty here right like, oh marty's feeling bad for everyone let's give it to mm-hmm. marty 65 percent. you're right yeah i mean it's so easy like look putty mr sal play with it. uh-huh. easy <laughs> i give it to wendy my question okay. i was going to say you gave it to wendy but i'm wondering if you changed it to ruth but i think you gave it to wendy i'm gonna just because you you like the role she takes i'm gonna say you gave it to Wendy. i did give it to wendy and, and she she was in second 20 percent. so good for you man you're on a roll today ruth is in third six percent then jonah five percent charlotte and fifth so- three percent and Jacob in sixth with one percent. How's John getting five? I understand. Like, I don't know. I don't think he should have gotten five percent. But by all I don't show. even know what did he even do in this episode. He cleared I... over Z. He no, he, he arranged he arranged yeah. the wire transfer. But He's that like was a little that, mini Marty. That was a that was a Wendy scene, not a Jonah scene. No, nah, but Jonah's the one that that's doing it. He's like the mini Marty, right? It, nah. Listen, maybe he has a devout fan club now as well, right? Like the we have the Sawyer wing. Uh, loss. I think we have a uh, Jonah Wink, very devout Jonah Wink. Mm-hmm. But Michelle, right, what what is does this have a poll question? And can it does? It says, "What character do you or characters do you feel sorry for?" The choices are Ruth, the Snells, Marty, or Petty and his mom. It's a pretty easy one. I think this is this is a trick answer, a question. Uh, I don't know. Is it? I think we both probably said the same thing, right? I, I don't know. Uh, do, you, do you think I said, you're, you're saying you think I said what the people said? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yes, I did. I agreed with the people. Yeah. We all feel okay. bad for Petty and his mom. Two, 2% of the people did, did pick that. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah. They're the Ruth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ruth, how many percent of people said Ruth? Like 80 plus? Seven, 71%. 71 what's what second it's marty 22 22 percent yeah but no that's the yeah, wrong but answer no. yeah, yeah but i agree no. that's the wrong yeah, answer that's the wrong answer i don't know how else <laughs> to describe it to the the, the kids just there's only one right answer and that yep. was the right answer the rest are wrong just because they're not right, the one right everyone one. who everyone who didn't vote for ruth your opinion is wrong i'd say so so <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up our coverage, our spoiler-free coverage of The Big Sleep. We are going to move into the spoiler zone here in just a minute. But before we do, please feel free to contact us at showhopperspodcast at gmail.com and give us those five-star ratings, share the podcast, subscribe. And we look forward to talking to you next week for episode nine, The Badger. Let's get spoilery. Spoilery? How, is that an adjective? What, what food do you think you get that spoils most frequently in your house? Or have you optimized your shopping? Oh, no, it's, 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 it's cheese. Cheese spoils most cheese, frequently for me. Really? Yeah, yeah. Fair enough for people that. I, I'd say 
ours is probably bread. Okay. And it's not that I think it's sometimes we get too optimistic with our bread buying. Like we'll go on stints where you know what? This week we're gonna need the two loaves of bread. But then we did not uh-huh. need two loaves of bread. Uh, and that was, and there goes there goes about half a loaf. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, things spoil. And things also get spoiled here at the spoiler zone, Mr. Sal. Sure do. Yes. Well, I don't think there's anything to really be discussed. I think we can move on. Just end it, right? It's not like there's okay. a cliffhanger ending. <laughs> the spoiler is that we're not spoiling anything. There's <laughs> not spoiler. <laughs> no, so if I correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't Jacob end up getting shot in this? So no, he doesn't. Oh, does he get shot? I don't uh, think he does. I I, thought I he got think. Shot in this. Well, I I know neither of them die. Yeah, they don't die to this. Yeah, uh, but I I see, is there a scene? I, I assume it's in the next episode where, where Jacob meets one of the birds at the diner without Darlene. I can't remember that. I'm that I'm pretty sure me. there is, but that would not surprise me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure there is, but I don't remember Jacob getting shot. But maybe he did. I don't. Maybe you could be right. How am I misremembering him getting shot? Well, now uh, I think that's a big thing, right? How am I misremembering him getting shot? Well, I'm. Mean, so, oh, not oh, a... I don't think anything else of it. So I don't think he so does do you, get shot. Do you think he got shot in the arm or what? I don't know. <laughs> like the shoulder, I, I, maybe. I'm, maybe. I mean, that's I, not I the leg. I don't remember that. Uh, but... we'll, we'll have to see if that comes to fruition. Rachel, looks like Rachel gets out of it. As I we, guess that's we how that, we, we could never remember how the Rachel story ended, but I think this is the end of the Rachel story. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Sh- Charlotte, we know she's not going to get emancipated. That's whatever. Um, yep. Wilkes. So this shows more to me about, because uh, I forgot about this. This is going to show why yes. Wilkes hates the birds. Because at the end of yes. season three, they show Wilkes like, aha, I will also band yeah. against the birds. And yep. Here's why he will also band against the birds. That's right. Um, yes. Fair. Petty, listen, Mr. Sal, I think I'm going to end like when Petty dies this season, I'm going to be pretty sad. <laughs> like, legitimately, I did not think, like, Petty has grown on me so much. I, yeah, I'm going to be very sad when he passes. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, 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 you, you're probably right. I, why do you think Petty gets such a bad rap, dude? Well, I, As a I, former I, rapper, I don't bad know. rapper of Petty. I don't know. I I really think that there's there's more in these last two episodes with him that makes you hate him more. Because honestly, you not, kept saying that, Mr. Sal, but that hasn't been the case. We thought he'd I get know, worse in season two, but he got better. I just remember being so relieved when he died. Oh man, I don't know. <laughs> I, I thought he was worse, but then he gets better. Game day, Mr. Sal. Do you remember game day? We can't forget oh, I, game yeah. day. Game day was spectacular. Oh. And the people would give I mean, two percent on game day. I think they're like at, 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 yeah, right. It's ridiculous. But at what point? Like at, at this point, what could he even do that would be so awful? Like honestly, I don't. I don't think anything. Not, I I think he not, could do the worst things, and I would still miss him <laughs> for what he's done. Yeah, it's only what two more episodes. Yeah, there's only two. What could he do in two more? Because he dies in the finale, right? So he's yeah, got, he, 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 yeah, he and Cade both die in the finale. I yeah. don't remember if Jacob dies in the finale or next episode. I think he dies in the finale as well. It's like a death-packed finale. Very, very, I just, I'm. Also, I do like. I, I guess you note this. Uh, Darlene. I wonder. Does Darlene poison him with? What did Darlene poison him with? It, I think it was cherry pits, or was it um, apple seeds? 
I think it's cherry pits. I can't remember. I was curious. Listen, she's shown herself to be a poisoner. There's yeah. You know, once once a poisoner. I think I think they actually hit on this in season three, like why it's like asks how her husband died and turns like, oh, I poisoned him. <laughs> and why it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like oh what what <laughs> like, like you know I, like, yeah yeah you don't i, I think like you don't want to eat food from a po- known poisoner <laughs> so, yeah. yeah it's true that's true is that oh i do well, i do love the scene in the bedroom between jacob and darlene it is really all of my spoiler information was was jacob and darlene at this point but um i, I love the scene because you know jacob says i killed ash to save you but What's interesting is that in killing Ash and saving Darlene, he actually signed his own death sentence. Yeah. So th- that is interesting. The saving of Darlene is what causes his death. Yeah. I see. Uh, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. It, the, the same way Russ kind of led to his own demise. Right. Yes. In a weird roundabout way by telling Patty. So. Yeah. These people always just getting themselves, always getting themselves done in. And now I'm confused because you know I really I think cause I I mean why why would he get shot why would Jacob get shot if they're just gonna kill him off anyway or maybe it's just as like a I don't know I'm trying to remember now if he gets shot because I don't think he would get shot I think you're right yeah I, I don't think he did but I mean I yeah. I'm sure we'll find out like I'm right in the beginning we surely will figure out right in the beginning well I mean yeah. that's all I have to say. Yeah, I don't have anything else either. But once again, Kurt, congratulations on 100 episodes of Showhoppers. Thank you. Thank you. And um, congratulations on you as well for having 100 episodes of a podcast. I hope you're doing well in your show. Pod- I can tell you what, I can tell you the Showhoppers, happy as can be. <laughs> Very good. Very good. All right, folks, we're going to wrap it there. And we will see you next week for season two, episode nine, The Badger.